the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. This is Rob Black on 910 AM. It's a show primarily about money, but it's about a lot of other stuff, too. And if there's anything about it you don't like, it might be about your mama. Rob doesn't sell anything. He's not trying to get you to buy something. He's just telling you what he thinks. The decisions you make about your money are up to you. If you do something stupid, it's not his fault. And if you buy something and make a kajillion dollars from it, nice work, genius. It's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. just informed me I got a call from a woman who's 60 plus years old not in my demographic and she says why does Rob talk about porn so much it's part of what I do in my life I I admit it I got no problem admitting it what that lady doesn't know is her husband he's watching porn and he's checking it out and not telling her about it it's sad but true our society is addicted to nudity and sex It's an addiction. It ruins marriages. It destroys lives. I know that. You know that. I like hockey. I talk about hockey all the time. I talk about technology. I'm fascinated with technology. Great article in today's New York Times about a guy who said, I'm kicking the big cable monopoly to the curb, and I'm going to use Boxy, B-O-X-E-E dot TV. I'm going to use Hulu. I'm going to use iTunes. I'm going to get the Major League Baseball package on the internet, high definition. And... I don't need I don't need it. I don't need live ESPN. That's the only thing he felt he was giving up. I thought that's a fascinating story. And there's an investment there. For instance, there's there's a, a technology standard coming out next year called YG. It's Wi-Fi G. G as in gigabyte. Sweet. Our phones are gonna get faster. Our cell phones, no, no, our, our cameras are gonna get faster, our laptops are gonna get faster. They're gonna be able to share information with each other faster. We're not at the dawn of something crazy and cool. We're living it. Unfortunately, it's kind of got a big beta feel to it. So the woman who called up and you guys, ah, you listen, to, you talk too much about pornography. I know, but I'm being honest with you. I'm telling you what I do in my life. Pornography is a great indicator of technology. If you want to see where technology is going, pay attention to where pornography is. For instance, back in the 1970s, you know, you had to get a stag film. And then they started making Betamax, and they started doing orders on the phone and orders on the internet long before anyone else was. 
Then they got into high definition. They started selling on the internet, clips on the internet. You want to see where technology is going. Watch where porn's going. It's cutting edge industry. They have to be. With that said, with that said, uh, Holly Sampson came out yesterday and she said she too banged Heather, uh, Tiger Woods. Porn star. That can't be good for his image. But you know what's interesting to note about it? She said it months and months and months ago. And no one paid attention. Now people are like, hey, Holly Sampson at one point in time, she was a beautiful woman. A beautiful woman in pornography. Now she just looks tired. She's like got tire tracks on her chest. Pornography doesn't age women well. It's a horrible industry that demeans women, and I know that. With that said, 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Good story out there today. Real good story out there today. On jobs. The fewer Americans on average filed claims for jobless benefits during the past four weeks, signaling companies are gaining confidence that the economy recovers. Fewer people are getting fired. Now, the number's still outrageously high at 473,000, but that's a one-year low. The loss of 7.2 million jobs since the recession began in December 2007. Steady in demand right now means companies are less inclined to make bigger staff cuts. It doesn't mean they're hiring. It means they're slowing the firing. They're slowing the trimming. Now, there's always going to be some holiday volatility in these numbers. Jobless claims are volatile in the final two months of the year when holidays make it difficult for the government to adjust for seasonal factors. There's a lot of temporary workers that are employed. A lot of ho-ho-ho, you know, elves that we need working at the mall. That's a good number. If we can get that people who are filing first-time unemployment claims down to 400,000, we're good. Six months ago, we were talking 580,000 a week being shed. Now we're at 480, 470, 460. It's it's going to be a blended average. You can look at one one week and go, oh, but you want to blend it into a four-week moving average. It's a good number. We're getting to where we need to get to. There's no doubt about it. You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You get your calls on the air. Mortgage rates have started to move a little bit higher. Now is a golden time to refi a mortgage, whether it's a commercial property, whether it's a rental property, whether it's the property you live in. If your mortgage is above 55 6%, I'd call a mortgage lender. I personally like BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. They did my loan. I think they did good work. I think they're honest. Now, there's an IPO coming out today called Trony Solar. Last break, I told you about how Lowe's is starting to sell solar panels and how that's a big story. I think it's a huge story. It's a nice movement. It's a nice market. It's a nice spot on history. Trony Solar has postponed an IPO after demand wasn't what they want. But here, it's one that you're going to want to watch. TRO is going to be the ticker. It's not coming out today. The China-based manufacturer of thin film solar modules wanted to price at nine to eleven dollars. It priced at seven fifty to eight dollars a share. Um, so they they want to raise more money. So they're pulling the deal. They're waiting for better demand. They make solar panels in China. Now, one thing I can tell you about the difference between Akina Solar and Troni Solar is Troni is going to employ Chinese people. And Chinese people have a lot less labor laws and contract laws and manufacturing laws than the United States has. I'm going to pay a lot of attention to that because of that one reason. There's a guy named Stieglitz. Stieglitz once was married to George O'Keefe, who I think is the I, my personal favorite American painter of all time. I think George O'Keefe is a fascinating story. I think she's her painting style was, was imaginative. I think it broke ground. She's my favorite American painter of all time. She was married to a guy named Stieglitz. 
every time I see the name Stieglitz, and Stieglitz had a mater, but Stieglitz had a thing for making people and kind of got them hard. It kind of got them excited. Kind of was his thing. So once he made her and she became her own voice, he's like, see you, George. I'm going for another young artist. So anyway, Stieglitz is a great story. And later in life, he regrets it. He wants to get George O'Keefe back. And George O'Keefe had moved to uh, the desert. And she does some just fantastic paintings during the Depression. Um, fantastic flowers, you know, vaginas, uh, flowers, vaginas. Like, whoa, is that what I think it is? Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. If, you haven't, if you've never been to the George O'Keefe uh, Museum in, in New Mexico, you really should make a trip and go. Um, anyway, Stieglitz. Now, there's a guy on, on the Hill today, a guy named Joseph Stieglitz. Not the person who was married to George O'Keefe. But nonetheless, he's a Nobel Prize winning economist. He said in testimony on Capitol Hill, the economic crisis is far from over. Said, quote, there is no alternative to strong government expenditure and job creation programs. We need to be careful not to succumb to deficit fetishism. He said the next government stimulus program should be big enough to do the job and should include extending jobless benefits to aid states, tax credits, direct government hiring, writing down of mortgage principal, and an obligation by banks to lend prudently to small businesses. He says the financial sector should be more regulated and downsized. I always listen to everyone's opinions, and I make up my own opinion later. Let's go to Mike in, on 880. Mike? Yes. So Mike, could you tell me what a George O'Keefe painting looks like? Uh, no, I couldn't. Okay. Go ahead. Rob, uh, great show today. Worthy of national syndication. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, real quick, right back to the unemployment point. I have a few of my friends who had filed unemployment claims when the beginning of uh, the demise started to happen, about a year, year and a half ago. A lot of those friends have since expired out their claim. They've been on it so long to where uh, those claims are going away, not because they found jobs, even part-time jobs, but sure. rather they don't have an ability to, to make those claims. And uh, just looking at the cycles, I believe that we're going to hit um, a big storm here in January, February. A lot of the unemployment numbers started to, to uh, make claims in November and December of '08, which means you know you're hitting your year point, and if you're not, uh, uh, you know, if you can't qualify for the extensions, which most of them haven't, if they've already been on it for a year, there's you know those claims will go away. We'll think it's fine, but those people are not being counted. So. You're in the camp of wanting to pay more attention to underemployment as well as people who just lose faith and move back with mom and dad. Underemployment, of course, but rather even people that uh, simply have expired their claims. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the the extensions that have been provided, Uh, although, you know, those extensions come with uh, caveats. And if you don't meet those, which a good percentage of people don't, you simply have a year of unemployment. And if you've been on unemployment for a year, it's not a matter of being underemployed. It's a matter of not having a job at all. Right. It's taken about nine months, seven to, eight, seven to nine months now to find a job. Well, correct. I mean, well, even again, forgetting that, I mean, what I'd like to focus on is, is how, many, how many tens of hundreds of thousands in California or across the country of people have had their claims expired and still are not employed. I think that that's a metric that, you know, if a private organization ran unemployment, we'd probably know. But because the government does, we just we pay attention to a, a little bit of a nebulous figure of these new claims. Absolutely. Well, I think there's new claims, and there, I, I report on continuing claims all the time. And there's uh, thanks for the call. There's you know the extended uh, continuing claims, which the Obama administration will probably extend continuing claims and help states out again. 
uh, I wouldn't get too caught up in it. Um, I don't want to say, Mike, you're you're a financial nerd, but you're you're kind of a financial economic stat nerd. Um, it's always been there. There's always been people who fall off the ranks, people who fall off the radar, people who um, give up and literally stop looking for a job and move in with mom and dad. Uh, yes, unemployment's a problem right now, and I, I don't think it's a surprise to anyone when I say that. I don't think that's a surprise. I think people know that it's worse than the government reports. Each government, as they're put in place, whether it be Reagan or Clinton or Bush number one, Bush number two, or President Obama, they have the, you know, the labor unions, not the labor union, but the Department of Labor, um, they can say, hey, let's pull some samples from the suburbs because it looks good there. And the inner cities are getting crushed. They could say, hey, let's look at the inner cities because the suburbs are looking pretty bad. So the Department of Labor definitively massages numbers, and it's worse than they report. I think we all know that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. blog. It's actually one of my favorite things. It's a perverse uh, happiness that I get from taking a look at people and how they respond in the show. Earlier in the show, I was talking about how there's a great article in the New York Times about people who are kicking off cable and they're starting to use internet TV. They're using Hulu.com. They're using PlayOn. They're using Boxy.tv. They're using iTunes. They're using Clicker.com. And I said, one of the things you're going to miss is uh, sports, like ESPN. And on the blog, Steve says, you can go to ESPN360.com for free. So, okay, he's right. Like, there's things that I'm just totally missing. Um, Let's see what else is there in the blog. Hmm. Someone says, Rob, should we start investing in Smith & Wesson? Smith & Wesson was actually a play on... Obama before he got into office because people thought he might try to take away our right to own guns. It's still a play. It doesn't feel quite there. Hmm. Other, other comments. Joe says flip cam great in the bedroom. Rob, Rob, Rob. When you do a two hour radio show, I assure you, you say things that you wish you can take back at times. You do. It's, it's just, it happens. Other big stories. Uh, notes and posts here. Let's see. I don't know. It, it looks like they kind of fizzled on me a little bit. Um, Ron Owens looks up to Rob Black and wants to be just like him. <laughs> Everyone knows I've got a thing where I want to beat Rob, Ron Owens. He's, just, he's an old man who naps, and I think he does the easiest show on radio. It's it's whatever's controversial. He takes the middle of the road and has you take the left side or the right side. I think that's the easiest show in radio. What I do is difficult. I got to talk about money for a long period of time. For instance, Visa. Today, a price target was raised to $98 from $86. MasterCard was raised to $285 from $250 based off recent data points that says they're going to grow earnings greater than 20% over the next few years. If I tell you nothing, ladies and gentlemen, you want to buy Visa when it drops 10% and you want to load up the bus when it drops 30%. 
You want MasterCard? That's fine. To me, MasterCard's ugly. It's the sister's missing a tooth. Now, she may try to make up for missing a tooth in other ways, which we all know about, and go, hmm, intriguing. But I'd rather have everything that Visa has to offer. I like Visa. I own shares of Visa. Will I die with Visa? I hope so. I hope I can leave my children's children shares of Visa. Microsoft, they're acquiring a company called Centillion today. Centillion with an S, privately held company. They uh, tend to acquire Centillion, a privately held company specialized in software for the healthcare industry. They're going to continue to sell and support their products to new and existing customers while Microsoft invests in the long-term evolution of the combined portfolio. Microsoft has something called Microsoft Health Solutions, but they also want to get their hands on Centillion. Centillion is going to operate out of its headquarters in Andover, Massachusetts. Acquisitions expected to close in early 2010. Financial terms not disclosed. Now, what's interesting to me about that is healthcare reform. We keep hearing about it. We keep hearing about online medical records. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, good article today being published from the research house called CL King. You've never heard of them. They're very vague. They're talking about the competition in smartphones. And they're talking about Google's Android operating system and how it's gaining traction as an alternative to the iPhone. Motorola Droid model is the best-selling individual model at Verizon. Palm's going to report results on the November quarter coming up December 17th, so next week. Now, they expect a non-GAAP earnings per share of about a loss of 29 cents. They think both the Palm Pre and the Palm Pixie have experienced significant discounting since Black Friday. For example, Amazon will sell you a pre online for seventy nine ninety nine. The official price at the Verizon store is one hundred forty nine dollars, so you can get a massive discount. Palm is going to get acquired. It's a matter of time. Whether it's Microsoft or Nokia, they're going to get acquired. Maybe it's Motorola. I don't know, but they're going to get acquired. They're too small and they're just not functioning quite right. Now, with that said, in a highly competitive market. There's two areas that are highly competitive, and I can tell you, I can explain this to you in, in very simple ways. 3D graphics semiconductors, NVIDIA and ATI. For years and years and years, the best maker of 3D semiconductors was a company called 3DFX. Before that, it was a company called S3. They're gone. They've been gobbled up. They made the best video cards for quite a while, S3 and 3DFX. And then NVIDIA, and then ATI, and then NVIDIA, and then ATI. It's a highly competitive market that really only has two players. Intel recently got out of the graphics semiconductor market when they said, we're not going to make this Larrabee chip because it's, it's too much for us. They didn't say that, but ultimately they pulled out of the, the graphics industry. And they said, good luck, ATI. Good luck, NVIDIA. Sock it out with each other. So very, very competitive. It's a two-man race. There's not room for a third player. Like, I don't think Palm can really compete with Google phones and or with Apple phones. I think it's a two-man race. And I think Research in Motion is going to be a loser in all of this. Oracle. It's being called a must-own technology stock for 2010 today. Solid performance across the Americas region. Second quarter license revenue up. Database business to rebound from a weak performance in the previous quarter. Application business should be steady. Strong margin, management, 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 management. Analysts like the management at Oracle. Hmm. Checks with large system integrators indicate a meaningful increase in new business and IT initiatives in the recent months. 
it's kind of interesting. Um, a lot of government jobs, they say you have to, you know, how to program an Oracle database. It's important that you know that. Otherwise, we're not going to hire you. That's important because it's got an installed base. We hire people who just know how to work with Oracle. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Let's go to Kay in Los Altos. Kay? Oh, hi, Rob. Uh, kind of asking for, looking for a second opinion here. I kind of help a um, 92-year-old cousin. Um, and uh, this afternoon we're going to meet with um, the person that's kind of in charge of her account, uh, Morgan Stanley. In the past, she's had a lot of CDs, but, you know, they're paying almost nothing. And uh, trying to look for something sort of safe with a little, reasonably safe, with a little extra yield. Like, so I was, uh, read the article in Barron's about even better than bonds, and they were uh, sort of, I thought something like XLU, the uh, spider utilities, might be something worth considering for, a, you know, a small portion. I would completely agree. I like utilities for 2010. Um, I think there will be a rocky economic recovery. And as there's a rocky economic recovery, some sectors will do good. I think tech does good in 2010, uh, 2010 in 2010. And I think uh, utilities are poised to do very well. And XLU is a good exchange-traded fund. It holds numerous um, utility stocks like American Electric Power, Dominion Resources, Duke Energy, Exelon, First Energy, PG&E, uh, Southern Company. Not going to get into a lot of trouble. I think it's the right type of name for, did you say 98 years old? No, she's 92. 92. 92-year-old. 92 almost in a way, she's not using the money, uh, anything out of this money. Okay. And um, her two daughters, they're going to probably need income, so this might even be something that would be worthwhile for passing on. Good income for sure. Now, hey, can I ask you a question? Yes. Do I talk too much about porn? No. No? Okay. It, do, it doesn't <laughs> offend you? liberal. Okay. You understand people. I mean, you understand that I'm kind of just, I embellish a little bit. I'm a bit. nurse, so I ought to understand a little bit. What are, you, what are you? A nurse. Oh, okay. Good. So, as a nurse, here's a question for you. You've seen people basically turn into meat. I mean, that's what they are. They're meat to a nurse. Do you still find men attractive because you've seen so many like car crashes and, you know, just, you know, this limb doesn't work anymore. This toe falls off. You know, do you still find men attractive? Because I would imagine nurses kind of lose their attraction for the human body. Oh, I wouldn't agree. I would not agree. Really? Just like porn. Okay. So good call. Besides, I work with the old people. Okay. Now. So you, okay, so a hot young fresh body you're you're inspired I by. Work, I used to work in in surgery where there certainly was plenty of meat. Yeah, it didn't um, affect us. Really? See, I I would think being a nurse, you just you've seen everything. Like when my dad was dying of cancer, they put the little tube in his penis, and like I had to see that, and it was it was like it's not sexual. Like you lose all thoughts of sexuality when you see a tube there. Well. Hormones uh, that will circulate, nevertheless. I'm with you, Kay. <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Thank you. Thank 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I did my best to notice when the call came down the line up to the platform of surrender 
dig the killers. They do. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. One of the crazy headlines of the day, a 53-year-old woman was arrested after allegedly hitting a man in the head with a raw steak. You want to know what's wrong with America? We hit people with raw steaks. Steaks are for eating. They're delicious. They're not for hitting people. Man gets a year in jail for urinating on an officer. There was a man who was accused of urinating on a police officer during his fifth drunk driving arrest. He's been sentenced to a year in jail. 36-year-old Daniel Daniel Schultz. He was fined about $3,600 and his driving was revoked for up to three years. Here's my opinion. I think we should have a three strikes rule on drunk driving. You do it three times and we put you to death. You're endangering other people's lives. You pee on an officer? There's a pretty good chance you should be put to death. I mean, if Darwin doesn't get you, the legal system should. 800-345-5639. Another cool headline out there today was robbers, thieves. They stole $6 million during a soccer finale. This is something like you'd see in a TV, in a movie, right? Some robbers took advantage of Brazil's passion for soccer. They stole $6 million from a cash delivery firm. The nation was transfixed on the championship game on Monday. Police suspect the thieves tunneled in the firm's building in Sao Paulo. They waited until Sunday afternoon when the final game of the national championship was played. Then they broke in and they stole 10 million rias, or $5.7 million. Now, security firm guard, he heard it, but he thought it was fireworks. Police said the thieves rented a nearby house. Now, here's the cool part. They painstakingly, over months, dug a 495-foot-long tunnel. They disguised themselves as residents. They put a Christmas tree in the window. Those are thieves that I think we can learn from. Those are, I'm not going to say heroes, but intriguing. Let's go to Paul in San Francisco. 800-345-5639. I'm running out of energy, Paul. What you got for me? Hello, Rob. I'm a blackhead, and I'm such a blackhead, I might change my middle name into Pimple. Really? Yeah. Hmm? You know my kid's uh, middle name? What? Danger. Oh, really? Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I wish you'd come back to Berkeley. I liked it when you were there. I don't like Berkeley. There's always one weirdo in Berkeley. Crowd of 100 people, but one person who's just super weird. Okay, well, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you two examples. At one of my seminars that I did there, a woman decided to lay down in the back of the room and sleep. Oh. That's pretty weird, right? I didn't see that. Another one, There was a. Uh, it was a Sunday morning affair, and there was a, a, a Baptist church that rented the room next to me. And he goes in, guy goes into the Baptist church and threatens the minister, shut up, I'm trying to listen to Rob Black. Well. That doesn't reflect well on me, especially in the eyes of God. Okay, Rob, do you recommend a short sales for uh, the average person to do or not? Yes. Um, how upside down are you? I'm not upside down. Okay. Then why would you short sell it? Uh, a short sell stock, I mean, a stock. Right? Oh, shorting a stock. Yes. Um, I do not recommend shorting stocks. Um, it's a dynamic that you don't need, Paul. It's, um, you know, there was a person a couple years ago that knew Amazon.com was, was destined to fail. They shorted it at $25. Uh-huh. It went to 100 uh-huh. It made no sense. They came out with a Kindle, and that rocketed the company. Even in times of a recession, the company was rocking and rolling and hitting all-time highs. Okay. So I'd be very careful shorting stocks, Paul. Okay, and I sent you an email this morning, and hopefully you'll answer it tonight. What's okay. it say? Oh, I, I can't tell you. <laughs> It's kind of, uh, kind of. well, I can't talk about it. Okay. Okay, that's a little bit weird. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the 
air. Let's see if I can find his email. I don't see it. Let's see. One just came in, a guy from a guy named Captain Kogo. He sounds like a Captain Kogo. No, that's not him. I don't know which one. It was. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to hide there. Let's go to Rick and Martinez. Rick. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. You're Hi, gonna... Rob. How you doing? Good. You're going to hear this in seven seconds on your radio. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, listen, uh, 403B versus a Rob, 50 years old. I know the limitations. I know all that. The only thing about the 403B is there's only a few funds you can choose from versus being in a Roth and having more leeway. I don't think there's a wrong answer. You know, some people, Rick, would just, again, conventional wisdom says split it 50-50. I know some CFPs will say take the free matching if there's any free matching in the 403B and then pump the rest into the Roth because in 10, 15 years when you retire, the tax rate may be 100% on income for old people. It may be 5%. It may be 15%. It may be 30%. So because we don't know where taxes are going, a lot of people say do the Roth because we know that tax rate is going to be zero. Um, if you really don't like the choices in the 403B, uh, there's no wrong answer here. It's, it's, well, we don't it, have a match. There's yeah. no match. If you're able to like, look at your tax, like how much are you making a year? Well, about 68. So what I would do is I would look at the tax tables and figure out if you can lower your taxable income significantly by like putting $3,000 in the 403B. If you're if 65,000 is when you hit the next tax bracket, maybe you fund the 403B for $3,001 and then the rest goes in the Roth. Good idea. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Rick. David right. in David in San Francisco. David. Hey, uh, good morning, Rob. Good. Uh, hi. So, question about uh, the um the uh, biotech sector, in particular, um, you know, genomic research firms are Really hot. A friend of mine who was working at Genentech went to work for one uh, down in the peninsula called GHI, uh, Genomic Health. And uh, they're, the word is that they're run by a bunch of uh, ex um, Genentech folks. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of interested in it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I own some of it and I'm thinking about going, going big on them. So I want to get your opinion. Okay, let me pull up some information. I've got enough time to get through this. Biotech's my weakest area. Keep okay. that in mind, David, because you know, everyone's trying to come up with a cure for hemorrhoids. Everyone's trying to come up with a cure for cancer. Everyone's trying to come up with a cure for balding. So it's kind of tough. Now, GHI, it's a global high-income fund. Does that sound uh, right? No, no, no. Genomic Health uh, is the name of the company. Okay, so it's, GH, it's GHDX. GHDX. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. It's sorry, okay. GHDX. Oops. So, My bad. Again, it goes to show you that, you know, you could have uh, made a huge mistake if you called your broker and not checked the ticker symbol. Um, we note the self here. Yeah, exactly. It's a small company. It's half a billion dollar market cap. It's tiny. So ultimately, if they're on to something, there's a good chance that a Pfizer or a Merck or the parent company Roche of Genentech is going to say, we know these people. We're going to gobble them up. It's tiny. In the last year, it's not really done anything. Gone from 20 bucks to 20 bucks, high of 26, low of 16. Uh, exactly, but what intrigues me mm-hmm. is that the, the the test that they have patented for uh, genomic, um, uh, I guess, application um, in regards to breast cancer is being used by a wider and wider 
variety of, of doctors. Kind of, you know, so they've been flying kind of under the radar, but, uh, you know, uh, some of the some of the information I was able to glean off uh, off of the Internet was, was pretty pretty eye-opening. So, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe, these not, maybe they're not the way to go, but I, I think that they have an, a real interesting, you know, idea in that they can actually talk about uh, with with some large amount of, uh, of, of uh, let, success. Let me run, David, David, I'm running out of time, so let me, you know your opinion. Let me give you some other opinions to consider. Um, the company conducts genomic research, molecular diagnostics, and tests that basically predict the likelihood of diseases recurring. The company markets its products to oncologists and pathologists. One of them predicts likelihood of chemotherapy effectiveness on breast cancer and recurrence of breast cancer. So you're totally... You're, you're talking the right way. 300 employees, $110 million in, in revenue. The question is, how big is this market? Um, how big is the market? And are doctors using the product a second and third time? Do they believe in it? They've gone from $29 million to $60 million to $110 million in the last three years. That's stunning. They've gone in profit from $19 million to $83 million. So they're a profitable company. Now, when you start doing more you know, SG&A expenses, depreciation... They're not profitable, but they do have a gross profit on them. Let's take a look. Um, hold on a second. got to get that ticker symbol again. Um, GHDX. Let's take a look at what analysts are saying. I love the revenue story. Love the revenue story. Got 30 seconds. Uh, one analyst calls it a market perform roughly in line with expectations. Test volume guidance was lowered slightly, but management maintained revenue guidance. Earnings look pretty good. Studies look pretty good. You're on to something. I don't know it from Adam. I know nothing more than what I see. That's all I got. GHDX, you're on to something. Good revenues. 800-345-5639 if you want to wait 22 hours. I'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned now for Glenn Beck. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.